This is Paul Lam, and you're listening to the Path Hunters Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you unleash the beast from within so you can fearlessly pursue your own path and passion. Join me on this weekly journey filled with inspiring stories and actionable contents. Become a Path Hunter today. Hey, what is going on, Path Hunters? I'm happy to announce today's guest is someone I look up to ever since I picked up his book in 2013 and has followed his philosophy for some time now. It's crazy that I get to interview him for the podcast. He's a New York Times bestseller, traveled to every country in the world, host of the World Domination Summit in Portland, Oregon, better known for his $100 startup book. Get excited, guys, for this one. The one and only Chris Gillibold. gentlemen thank you so much uh chris for joining me on the podcast today how's it going today it's great it's a big honor thank you for asking me you know you're very famous for just the hundred dollar startup uh, book and uh you know the your new book as well too um born for this and everything i definitely want to dive deep into the questions and everything i have here for you um one of the biggest questions biggest questions i have is like how do you get focused on and keep focused on whenever you're writing a book and get it finished in a reasonable length of time yeah um great question well i don't always finish in a reasonable length of time i think <laughs> Um, a couple of books ago, I was late, and that was the first time I'd been late, and it really frustrated me. So I think the first thing is, you know, I work on projects that I believe in, and I do things that I'm excited about. And for the most part, I don't really take on any big project unless, you know, like I'm, I'm really motivated, and I actually want to see that come to life. And I, I think about not just the process of creating it, but what will happen at the end, and hopefully it will go out into the world, and, you know, people will read it and engage with it in some way, and kind of think ahead to the tour that I do every every time I have a book out. And so then, because I have that kind of stuff in mind, it helps me, you know, to have that focus to complete whatever I need to complete in terms of the chapters or the word count or, or whatever. And it doesn't always work. But like I said, I feel fortunate that I can do something that I care about and um, that I that I really do enjoy. So I think if you get that right, the first part, if you're, if you're doing something you believe in, then it's so much easier than if you're trying to like force yourself into something that you think you should do because mm-hmm. someone said you should do it. Um, but for me, I always wanted to write books. And once I was able to like write the first one, I was like, this is great. I have the greatest job in the world. Um, I want to make sure I do everything I can to protect it. I love that. I love how the, I love the, how the way you, your mentality and everything on that. I really love that you write because the sake of just you love writing, and it's just definitely not a lot of people are like that. Right? They write it just because of strictly because of the money or whatever. Um, you know. So, uh, what is the best tip for people? Let's just say for to, to connect with people, and how to build awesome communities. You know, even if you're mm. an introvert, what are your yeah? yeah. Great. Well, I'm I'm a complete introvert, and I I think. Something that that I see people doing well is like I understand you want to build an audience and build a community like that's great, but you should think about the one person out there who is best suited for your work, and you should think like what is my message? How is that message going to you know change someone's life, basically? And you know then as you write or as you create your podcast or your video or whatever it is that you're making, you think about that person and you kind of direct all of your energy and all of your thoughts to that person. And then when you do that, you're actually going to end up serving other people as well. 
But I think it's so much better to rather than, you know, thinking about what is my big community? Like, what is my audience? Like there, there is one person out there that is, you know, just perfectly suited for what you have to offer. And so the more that I think about that person, the more successful I am, whenever I start thinking like, oh, I'm going to like go big and reach like masses of people or something, it's not usually very successful because it's, that's kind of, you know, generic and not really interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. And, and so you're very, you know, I know that it's, um, probably five years for the world domination summit. You're, 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 you know, you're the organizer and everything of that. And, uh, I've made a commitment for myself as well to, um, to go, and uh, this year, upcoming year and everything because, Good. yeah, Good. All right. I recently just quit my job and followed the Fantastic. digital nomad dreams and traveled the world. And so my question for that, for regarding the digital, the, the world domination summit is like, how do you select speakers and, and workshop instructors for? For your world domination summit yeah so the event is very inclusive and participatory so pretty much everybody who's there you know has the opportunity to do something and we've tried to really grow it that way from from the beginning just organically um, but in terms of some of the content like the keynote speakers those tend to come through referral from alumni speakers mm -hmm. at this point. So we have a bit of a community, uh -huh. a community, a committee, sorry, a committee that kind of looks at different you know, nominations and tries to ensure that, you know, we're, we're focusing on different perspectives and bringing diverse voices as well as like every year we have a little bit of a theme. So we think like who can best, you know, speak to that theme. Um, so that's kind of how the, the, like the main stage stuff works, but really everybody who's there like has an opportunity to participate and we have an app that's like a private app and it kind of comes online a few weeks before the event and you can like nominate and, and submit like, oh, I want to host this meetup or I want to like do this kind of teaching. And then, you know, we approve it, but then everybody else is able to just like sign up for it essentially. So it's very democratic in that way. Yeah. And, and it's so world famous because last year I saw Lewis House was there. He's like my favorite podcaster of all time. Man. Oh yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's been two years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was crazy. I was, uh, I'm a huge fan of him as well too. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, what, you know, how important is it, would you say to set goals then in, in your case? I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I am pro goal. You know, there are some people that don't believe in setting goals, but um, uh, goals have changed. Goals have, have allowed me to do what I do. And I am very goal oriented and future oriented. And I, when I think about like what I want to do with my life and what I want to create, it very much involves something that's not just like in the here and now. Like, I think it's important to be present and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to do anything like, you know, write a book or run a marathon or whatever, it, like your big project is, it's going to take time and you're going to have to be able to work toward that in stages. And so one way or another, you have goals, you know, whether you whether you like it or not. So I think uh, for me, like every year, I kind of go away at the end of the year and think a lot about, OK, what was this past year? What, what did I do well mm -hmm. this year? What did I not do well? What were my failures, mistakes? And then I kind of set my whole agenda for the next year. And so in some ways, it's very structured. And I know some people kind of complain about that and say, well, like, you know, your life is so structured, but I choose the structure. You know, it's not like somebody is like imposing that on me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm deciding for myself, like, what do I value and how do I want to, to make that happen? So when you choose for yourself, like, you know, and also if you change, if you change your mind later, that's fine. You change your mind, like you can do that. But I think, you know, having goals in the first place is, is going to allow you to get closer to something that you want to achieve or become. Yeah, would you even say if it's an if it's it's good to develop a habit as well too? For example, for me, I like writing as well too, like you do, yeah. and I've always committed every single day to commit to write a thousand words a day. Great, fantastic, yeah, love it. Yeah, is that do you think that's really important as well too for people to just to 
develop more skills or working towards their goals and everything? Yeah. And I think if you miss a day or something like that's okay, you don't beat yourself up, but you try to get back on the horse, you know, you try to like, okay. Um, so definitely if you can structure your life in some routine like mm -hmm. that, um, I also think it's good because, you know, you, you digital nomads, like people often think about, um, you know, time-based goals. And I don't think those are always, you know, the most appropriate goals for people like us that are like traveling around the world and doing things differently and like working in different time zones. So, you know, you could have the same, the same writing goal of saying like, well, I'm going to write every day from like 9am to 11am or something. Mm -hmm. But the problem there is like, there's no deliverable. Like there's nothing you could have that time, but not actually create anything. So what's more important to actually have the time that you're doing something or actually have something that comes out of it. So that's why I like your goal better. If it's specific, it has this matrix. It's like, I'm going to produce a thousand words. doesn't matter if you make it in, if you do it in the morning or the afternoon or the evening, you know, that's your goal, right? Yeah, it is every single day. Um, I, I really like your mentality on, you know, um, balance and there was like not believing in balance. Basically, yeah. it's kind of like a harmony that from how sure. I interpret it, where everything in life is just, sure, sure. it's a harmony and everything. Um, I yeah. like that very much. Do you, so what made you even like, you know, why would you even like think of it like this? Why do you hate that word? Like the most though? Mm. Well, I mean, it, you know, it could be like semantics, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could say that harmony is the same thing as balance, but I guess for me, I kind of, you know, rebel against that notion of balance because it seems like a very corporate world, co corporate world word. It's like this ideal that's imposed by corporations to make you feel better about working for them because, oh, you want your life to be in balance, life, work, balance, et cetera. But, you know, do you want life, work, balance or do you want to like pursue a big dream? Do you want to change the world? Do you want to like live an incredible life? Uh, and understand that that comes with benefits as well as costs. So for me, I'd rather like choose the big adventure. And it doesn't mean that I want to be out of alignment in my life or uh, in disharmony. Uh, but I guess for me, like the standard is not balance. You know, like I said, I said once balanced people don't change the world. If you think about anybody throughout human history who is like impacted, not just, you know, a small number of people, but a lot of people with their ideas and their ideals and their movement, they're probably not a very balanced person, like mm -hmm. for a reason, because they believed in something and they gave everything they had to it. I think that's valuable. Mm. And I think balancing, I picture that as a seesaw thing and it, it's stressful yeah. doing that. And it's just, I don't like, I don't like that <laughs> too as well. I'm, I'm with you on that one for sure. That's great. Um, the other thing as well that I, you know, I know that you always talk about, you know, not niching down, niching, niching mm. down and, and yeah. why, why I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. And like, why do you say that? Mm. Well, I, I think it's possible if you have a niche or a niche, like that's great, you know, and you can certainly be successful doing that. That is the classic, you know, traditional business model. I think the problem is a lot of us, you know, on the outside, like we don't know what our niche is. We don't know what our niche is. And so we're kind of told there's something wrong with us if we haven't figured this out. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, people are encouraged to like hyper specialize. And in this world, there's so many opportunities and possibilities. And most of us, especially different generation, like people want to live their life a bit different. Um, than previous generations did. So they don't necessarily want to do only one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think people are more multifaceted, interested in different hobbies, passions, skills, et cetera. And so to me, the goal is not so much a niche, but like, what is the theme? What is the, like, how, how can I do a bunch of different stuff that kind of relates together somehow? Mm -hmm. Like there is a convergence point to it, but it's not that I have this small niche. And so to me, I think that provides some reassurance to those people out there who are like, what is my niche? I don't know. Therefore I'm a failure. You know, there's more than one way to succeed and you can also succeed by 
you know, doing everything that you love, but finding a way to focus that. Yeah, for me, I, I thought it, when I was first launching out the podcast and to and you know in June, and um, I thought to myself, I really had to like niche down mm-hmm. and to find it, and I felt really bad because and then eventually it got mm-hmm. to the point where if you look at my podcast, it's actually not it's all over the place. Like I talk about digital mm-hmm. nomads, I talk about traveling, I talk about you know startups and tech companies, and everything. It's just and then I just got down to the point where it says like you know it's all about purpose. People are living purpose mm-hmm. and passion. And people kept okay. Telling, so this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, no. What do people say? Uh, well, people say they're like, you know what, you Paul, you got to niche down and everything. And I just said, why? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. they, you know. So I've been sticking to what I feel because it's just like this is it's such a broad perspective, and it's it's for mm-hmm. everyone. In my opinion, there is a theme, and I like that. And so yep. hearing you say that reassures me. It feels good about that. Yeah. So this is a great story of an evolution because if you had started with something really specific, you might not have come to where you are now. You know, you started like you kind of went different directions, as you said, and you kind of settled into something that is very normal. Like that's how most of us live our lives. And most of most people that are actually very fulfilled and purposeful and have kind of found this this path, they get to it by trying different directions and being willing to to go down one path and then to turn around and go down a different one uh, or to change their mind. And so that's a great example of, you know, you don't have to decide right in the beginning what everything in the end is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. No, that just uh, reassures me. And it's, like I said, it's very um, uh, reassuring. Um, in your book, you talk about joy, money, and flow. You know, I am. Uh, I was wondering if you can elaborate a little bit on that. Sure. Yeah. So the born for this book, I did a lot of research uh, looking at people who had found or created their dream job. And I looked at other people who said, you know, I feel really fortunate. I feel like I have like the greatest job. Like I I would work for free, but I don't have to, fortunately. Like I actually get paid for doing something that I really believe in. So I wanted to understand like what do those people have in common? And so I looked at some entrepreneurs, but I also looked at just people like in companies and organizations who had found fulfillment and purpose. Um, And kind of what I saw is like, no matter your background, no matter your age, you know, no matter what kind of employment you gravitate toward, Uh, You know, if you are successful and purposeful, then you have all three of these elements and the elements, as you said, are joy, money and flow. So joy is pretty simple. It's what you enjoy, what makes you happy. Uh, Money is something that's sustainable. It's like, how can you, you know, not be poor and do something that you love, but you love it and it makes money. And then flow is probably the most misunderstood one because flow is about uh, doing something that uses your unique skill Mm. or doing something that you're really good at. And what I found is that people are happier and more purposeful, like over time, if they figure out, like, I'm probably good at a few different things, but here's something that I'm actually really good at. And maybe other people are not good at it or they struggle with it, but I have this skill and I feel like when I work on this thing, like the time can pass. I don't even realize like two hours have gone by, like that's being in a flow state. And so if you can find all three of these things, like that is essentially where your dream job is or winning the career lottery or whatever. And it's not that there's like a single like point in the middle of that. And like one day you don't have it. And the next day you do mm-hmm. like all of us have things that we would like to change about you know our life and work. But I think the goal is with that model, as you make different decisions, like you come to an intersection, like those paths that we talked about, I could do this, I could do that. What do I choose? You ask yourself, okay, what choice will get me closer to the intersection of joy, money and flow? And, you know, what is going to lead me toward, you know, all three of those things. And that, and if you make that decision with that in mind, uh, you'll feel, you'll feel more reassured, reassured that you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
that's you know that's not that's on point again like i know i i read your books and everything closely and I, like i said it's just been it's so nice to hear you say that and everything um what what i'm gonna shift gears a little bit i just want to so the next question is that you know what have you been passionate about lately something that's uh, mm. you're very excited about yeah no thanks um so uh, I did this 30-city tour for Born for This, and I did like a 30-minute talk at each little stop, and I noticed that um, people responded to one topic more than anything else, and that was the topic of having a side hustle. And I really believe that, I don't think everybody should be an entrepreneur, but I do think everyone should learn to think entrepreneurially, and everyone wants to have more than one source of income, even if you love your job. And so I would talk about that for like two minutes out of the 30 minutes, and then probably like 50% of the questions afterwards were always about that. And so I thought there's something to this, you know, I need to like pursue it more. And I've been writing about side hustles for eight years, but I, I've really decided to like focus on that and make that my thing for 2017. Yeah. And so, you know, with that in mind, I started a daily podcast of my own. And uh, so every single day, there's a different story of someone who, you know, starts a side hustle without quitting their job. And I, I kind of share like what they learned and what their mistakes were and how much money they made and all that. And then eventually this will be a new book and like a workshop series. And I'm hoping to take the message all over the world. So that's what I'm excited about. That, that is exciting. Is it already on iTunes and everything? It is. Yeah, it's called Side Hustle School. All right, perfect. I'm gonna, uh, we're going to link up to that and then uh, definitely the show notes then for you. Um, awesome. You know, and uh, you know, it's funny because you say that because my whole entire, you know, actually eight months back, I was actually working a corporate nine to five job. And mm. speaking of side hustle, this podcast was actually a whole entire side hustle for to all 2016. I would put aside two hours of, you know, waking up early and, and mm. staying up late until 2 a.m., like Gary Vaynerchuk kind of style and just like just grind, grind, uh -huh, grind kind of deal. So, so it was all about that. And I know very much I've resonated with that very much. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so the other thing as well, too, that I just want to know, um, what have you been, you know, what are you grateful for lately? Hmm. What am I grateful for lately? Um, I try to be grateful every day. I try to be grateful for this life that I have and that I am able to write and create and mm. that people care about it and I'm able to travel and like these are very rare things. So that's probably like the, the big picture of what I'm grateful for. Um, maybe some like micro things. I've been getting up really early and that's good. I like getting up early. I feel better when I do. Um, so I've been actually been able to like you know, get a decent night's sleep, which is, I don't always, do, you know, do, but like, uh, lately I've been sleeping, getting up really early, have my coffee, you know, get to work and try to exercise, just try to be aware, you know? Mm -hmm. So like I said earlier that I am future oriented, um, but I'm trying to like, okay, I'm thinking about the future, but I'm actually living in the present. That's not my goal. Mm -hmm. I don't always accomplish it, but that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm, I like that. Do you have a morning routine, Chris? Um, morning routine. I drink a lot of water first thing in the morning. Me too. Um, like to get started, you know, pretty early, as I said, and I try to do some creative work before I like jump into a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I'm not one of those people that's like, don't check your email in the morning. Like I check my email all the time, it's like morning, night, you know, middle of the night, whatever. Um, uh, but I do try to kind of have like a running list of here's the things I'm working on and here's the things I'm trying to create and like kind of go back and forth between those. I don't usually have me uh, meetings in the morning. If I have meetings, I try to do them in the afternoon so that my morning is like for my creative time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then this is when I'm at home. So I also travel half the time. So when I'm like around the world, it could be a little bit different, but generally I try to divide those two, two sections of time. Mm -hmm. I like that. 
Um, I was actually watching a, a, a podcast episode with you and Lewis Howes, and oh, yeah. I love that very much. And um, you know, I, you know, again, I'm sorry. I want to talk a little bit about this, but I'm sorry that you know for your brother and everything like that. But mm-hmm. and and everything. And so Lewis was talking to you about you know how, about your journey and everything, and for finding that one you know I guess find your peace at it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know like, have you? reach that point yet and everything uh no i don't think so i, I think it's going to be a, you know a considerable journey in, mm-hmm. in that regard but um i'm still on the path for sure yeah yeah again like i just wanted to say you know my, again my condolences and i'm sorry thank you for everything and, and it, again it's not easy right so just wanted to extend that for you just to let you know that i am here you thank know. you All right. i appreciate that yeah and so, you know, I'm, you know, have a few, two more questions for you. And uh, sure. before we get into that, and we're going to wrap this up, I just want to let you know, Chris, that thank you for all the work that you do. You know, I remember reading, you know, your book, uh, $100 Startup, when I was working a factory job. I was hating, I was doing overnights. Mm-hmm. And I closed uh-huh. it and I finished it. And it was in the middle of the afternoon. And I said to myself, you know what, this, this is it. This is the point where I'm going to switch everything over. Oh, and, wow. That's great. Yeah. And this is great. And it's crazy because I was I tweeted you, and mm-hmm. and I, it'd be great to just talk to him. And then now we're here today, and it's, it's awesome. That's so fun. That's, That's like, cool. Well, congratulations yeah. on quitting your job. I mean, like I'm glad the book helped, but obviously you made the decision. <laughs> you had the courage to to do that. There's lots of people who read my books and don't do anything about it. Yeah. So I'm glad you did. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And so again, just I wanted to let you know, like, continue doing what you're doing. You're, um, you know, you're an amazing person. I, you know, I really enjoy your work and everything. And you're, it's just the whole entire your mindset and everything about that is just crazy. I resonate so much. And again, there are people like me. It's impacted my life for sure. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. And so if uh, you know any of my followers would like to, you know, stalk you online or anything like that, uh, sure. you know, uh, where can they find you? Sure. Uh, well, the new podcast we talked about is Side Hustle School. Uh, so you can go to SideHustleSchool.com and learn about that. Uh, or I am ChrisGillibo.com, ChrisGillibo on social. Or on Instagram, it's 193 countries, 193 countries. Yes. Perfect. I'll definitely link those as well, too. Um, so last two questions. So, you know, this is called the Path Hunters podcast. So when you hear mm. the term Path Hunters, what, uh, mm. what comes to mind? It's an active phrase. I like it because it's... You know, a lot of people do not make choices about their path. They just kind of like follow the path that is laid out for them. And that's fine. Like if they're happy, like that's great. But my sense is that people who gravitate like toward this podcast and your work, they're dissatisfied with being passive and just letting things kind of come to them. And so if you were like hunting your path, it's almost like you were actively out there seeking and asking questions and listening to podcasts like this and just trying to better yourself. And so to me, it says, you know, self-improvement, affirmation, and forward active thinking. Yes. I love that. And that's actually very, very awesome. And um, so I'm going to paint this picture for you. Um, pretend you're on the side of the road at the street. Not necessarily, you know, a hobo or anything like that, but you have a cardboard sign that you're able to write uh-huh. one message, one advice to, you know, when uh-huh. people are driving by or walking by to impact well, someone's life for the better. What would that message sure. be? Right, right. Okay, I guess I kind of go back to the original message of the art of nonconformity, uh, which is you don't have to live your life the way others people expect. So, and that, so that's basically a concise thing is like other people expect these things. You don't have to do that. I love it. I love it. 
that's amazing thank you so much chris for just taking the time again i appreciate you so much for just coming on to the podcast oh man you got it yeah keep up the good work thank you so much i appreciate it have yourself a good one cool cheers Chris Gillable, everyone. Thank you so much, Chris, for taking the time to come into the podcast. Truly grateful for the opportunity. It's so unreal that I got to speak to one of my favorite authors. You know, you guys can find him at chrisgillable.com and definitely find that out. And uh, he has his own podcast as well, too. And it's called Side Hustle School and host of the podcast. World Domination Summit and traveled every country in the world. He's all about the art of nonconformity and definitely, definitely check that out. I'm a huge fan. Again, it's so unreal that I got to speak to him. Um, one of my favorite authors here. And, uh, you know, I hope you fellow path hunters found some amazing insights from this episode because I really enjoyed this interview. And again, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. Have yourself a good one. Take care. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Remember to subscribe, share, and review. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this podcast. You can always find me at pathhunters.com. Stay awesome and know that you can become a path hunter today.